Back here on the Sports Drive on ESPN Pensacola, 1330 AM and 99.1 FM. I am joined by Brent Beard of First Coast News, college football analyst and also co-host of the SEC and Helping Podcast. Brent, my goodness, I mean, we, we, we had some big games over the weekend and uh, many of them did not disappoint. Uh, what were some of the bigger takeaways that, that you have? I've got some questions here for you, but just looking back at the broad scope of the slate from the previous weekend, what things stood out the most to you? Oh, I think probably um, uh, the uh, Alabama and Georgia being tested <coughs> on the road uh, was all. Well, I think those were uh, quite impressive um, at the end. Uh, now, during the game, uh, they were a challenge, and both those teams needed, frankly, to, to go through that. Bama's had a couple of them now. Mm hmm. And Franklin, Georgia has right, with Kent State, and then with uh, Missouri. Yeah. So uh, I think that that certainly helped. Uh, I thought Auburn and LSU was a really good game for a lot of reasons, uh, and Auburn couldn't stand the prosperity of being ahead seventeen seventeen to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State continues to. Impress. They just do what they do. <laughs> Leach gives these riveting uh, reports afterwards uh, to, to to people uh, like Alyssa Lane. So that, that 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 was rather amusing. Yeah, it was. Uh, but in the in the Gators won a game they should have won, but really needed to win uh, just because of. Uh, um, the um, they need to get, continue the streak and 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 finally Kentucky and Ole Miss was a terrific game. Yeah, uh, could have gone either way, uh, and unfortunately for Kentucky, it went the way of uh, of Ole Miss. But you look at you look at Ole Miss schedule. Ole Miss really has an opportunity uh, to be undefeated when Alabama comes to town uh, later on in November. Yeah, they do. I want, I want to go to that game in particular. So is that game, do you think, Brent, more about Ole Miss pulling that thing off or more about Kentucky having those turnovers in Ole Miss territory? I mean, I think it was all all three of them were inside the 35-yard line. I mean, all they needed yeah. to do was hold on to the ball. All Will Levis needed to do was hang on to the ball, and and, they, and Kentucky probably wins that game then. Levis had this problem last year where in the middle of the season – uh, he became turnover prone. He's a really uh, he's got a strong arm. He's a tough kid. Uh, he can take and run when he needs to be able to do it. Uh, so, uh, but but uh, they could have won that game. Uh, but Ole Miss has matured some. Uh, I think more on defensively than they have anywhere else. Um, I mean, going in that game, they were number two in the league in the, against the run, which was very impressive. Um, uh, so, but look, the, the uh, still still have to be able to say for both those teams, um, I, I think they very well. Uh, maybe I mean, look, and uh, I won't be at all be surprised, and I think they both deserve it for both those teams to be in the top five teams in the league. Yeah. Oh, well, and, and to your credit with that, with the Ole Miss uh, deal that you had just said, they may be undefeated. They have Vandy, 
Auburn, LSU on the road at Texas A&M, and then uh, Alabama. So their schedule is yep. very favorable. And I will say this, for, for LSU, I mean, I know they lose that game to, to Florida State, but how have they looked over the last few weeks? I mean, we, we talk about Mississippi State, how they're – how they've gotten them into the top 25 as well. LSU beat Mississippi State. They got down early and then and then dominated them the rest of that game. And, and, and the Tigers have looked good. I mean, how have – and, of course, you know, we are living in SEC territory where uh, one bad week and everybody wants to say Billy Napier oh, yeah. should have been hired at LSU and, and Brian Kelly shouldn't be anywhere near the purple and gold. And all of a sudden, uh, LSU have a better record than the Florida Gators, and it seems like all the LSU fans are very happy. Well, LSU's going to win with Kelly, and people really need to understand that. Now, uh, what that begs to say is it, that's a incredibly important game, LSU holding Tennessee this uh, weekend. But this, uh, there, there is a lot to like, frankly, about this LSU team. That, that the passing game is terrible, and they've got to do something about that. Mm. That, that just can't uh, continue. I mean, Jane Daniels was 8 of 20 for 80 yards. Good grief. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the some of their defensive players, LSU, that's uh, Greg Brooks, Arkansas transfer, Harold Perkins, a linebacker who's really stepped up. What, that, what they're lacking right now in um, – uh, in, in offense, they've got uh, in defense, but the, the reality is that that's a tough road to hoe right now, frankly. But Tennessee is ranked 128th in passing yards allowed, uh, so maybe LSU can do something with that. Yeah, this is a really good opportunity for them. And obviously, too, I mean, they had a very scary situation where on the very first play of the game, uh, seven banks. Uh, gets stretchered off and carted off the field, a spinal cord bruise. Uh, thankfully, it's not anything worse than that. Uh, out five to right. six weeks. I mean, obviously, and, and just coming off the Tua Tagovailoa injury where um, the the neurological doctor was fired for lack of proper handling of his situation and being cleared. I mean, we, we've seen over the last couple of weeks here, it, it's not just, you know, professional football, it's college as well, Brent, where we're dealing with, with injuries that, um, and we got the targeting rule and everything that, that that's, I think, doing a relatively decent job of limiting or of teaching how to tackle properly. But but it still maybe isn't quite getting the point across. And then with concussions as well, the the proper protocol and you know the the players are going to want to come back in. But it, it is the it's the job of the university, it's the job of the team doctors to know when and how to go about each of these situations delicately. And uh, hopefully, Seven Banks can get back to being okay. But we talk about injuries, Brent. We look at Bryce Young. He goes out with the eight with the AC joint uh, sprain, and Jalen Milrow steps right in, and it's as if Bryce Young really wasn't even in the game to begin with because Jalen Milrow took over and was very, very good. He has a lot of work as a passer. Sure. But uh, if... Look, if they win the SEC championship or get in the playoffs, his 77-yard run on third and 15 will easily be one of the highlights of the year as far as critical plays. And that was an unbelievably critical play. And how he ran through them, uh, the, the Arkansas defense was 
very, very impressive. So now, because A and M so bad on offense, and Alabama will be motivated to play, right. um, that that will be significant. But they've got to have Bryce Young back against Tennessee. Now, I don't think they'll get caught up in a scoring match, match with uh, Tennessee, but uh, you've got to be able to score some points against them. and That's going to be critical, even if they won't have Cedric Tillman at that point, at the wide receiver. Right, right. And again, the Tennessee Volunteers face LSU in Death Valley. That ought to be a really great game. It's really crazy, Brent, to, to me. And obviously, you know, this is the way that college football goes, is prior to the season – with all the stuff happening in the offseason, everybody circled this game down on their calendar. And not that it's not circled anymore, but but you're looking at these other matchups. Alabama and Texas A&M isn't even, you might even argue it's not even a top three SEC matchup right. for, for, from, from this weekend. I mean, you've got Tennessee and LSU. You've got Arkansas at Mississippi State. Auburn at Georgia. And based on how Georgia has looked, you never know what's going to happen here. And some of the other games as well. I mean, it's really crazy how... That game that was touted to be one of the best of the entire college football slate isn't really even considered to be that great of a game, given how bad A&M have looked. Well, they have looked bad. And I wonder if, with the struggles of Max Johnson, who got banged up, and Haynes King, if Jimbo may take a look at Connor Wheatman, mm. who's a freshman that he just loves. Um, that That's a possibility uh, with that. Uh, but Anais Smith going out with the uh, the injury that ended his year uh, was very difficult. I, I I heard a beat uh, a beat writer from Texas talking about where A M is right now, and, it, and I thought he made a good point. He said Jimbo tries to put too much in and makes it way too complicated. And um, I, I mean, I'm I'm curious how. Some of the younger guys have have been able to deal with that, um, but right now, besides Devin A. Chain, they don't have a lot of threats, uh, frankly. But this is an offense that, from the beginning of the year, has been uh, very pedestrian for them, uh, but because of the injuries and, and the uh, people opting out and so forth. So, um, uh, but no, I'm. And and, and to back up your point, this would have been a slam dunk for game day. Uh, OU Texas would have been a slam dunk. But they're going to Kansas and TCU. Uh, uh, That's quite a statement, isn't it? When was the last time? Do you know where you were back in 2009 when when Kansas was last inside the top 25? Um, Well, that's a good question. I mean, I was... Uh, I, I was here where I'm at now, uh, in, um, in uh, Clay County in the Orange Park area. Uh, but, but I mean, your point's well taken. It, it is, it, 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 you know, it's been quite a while that, that that would certainly test the memory banks. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's been obviously 13 years since then, and it's it's not. You know, they're not only in the top 25; they're in the top 20. They've got Jalen Daniels has rose up the boards in terms of the high he hasn't considered a, a favorite by any stretch of the imagination but given him and how well he's played i mean kansas 19 tcu number 17 th- this is maybe 
This might be like the second best matchup of the day. I mean, you've got Utah and UCLA. That's a really good one. You've got, of course, the Tennessee LSU one and then TCU Kansas. Um, it's, it, I think this is nice too, Brent, for college football as well because it, it is very nice to see game day go to Tuscaloosa and, and Knoxville had a great crowd. But I feel like there's a little bit of of, of special that college football brings. There, there's a little inkling of just magic that college football brings when you go to places like Boone, North Carolina with Appalachian State, and then you go to Lawrence, Kansas, for because they're not used to getting college game day unless it's for basketball. And the the amount of uh, fans who have committed to going to what Lance Leopold has built there, I mean, I, I thought that it was a really good hire by Kansas back when they did it. I didn't suspect that. In 2022, I believe in year three of what he's done, he would have this team undefeated at five and zero, and going into a Big 12 matchup that could put him in at bowl eligibility already. Well, he's done a terrific job. He's going to have everybody coming after him because he he can rebuild programs. Right. That's what is so special uh, that that he does, and be able to get these guys to follow him. Uh, when it would be very tough for them to be able to do that. Um, but, and again, uh, TCU's is going well. Sonny Dykes has been great there. So, uh, and, and listen, it has been refreshing to see some of these teams do much better than they normally do. Uh, yeah, mo- most definitely. And, again, uh, TCU Kansas in there. Also, Syracuse inside the top 25. Uh, again, it, it seems like it maybe is a little bit quicker than what we had originally thought. They were in the top 25 back in 2019, but certainly when you think of Syracuse, you don't think of football, and they've got one of the more underrated running backs in the country in Sean Tucker. Uh, you mentioned Lance Leopold being a, a guy of note for some of these hirings. Uh, Todd Munkin has been brought up with a number of these other uh, openings as well with Georgia Tech and Arizona State, Colorado newly opened, Wisconsin uh, also uh, getting rid of Paul Chris. Jim Leonard has stepped in there. Uh how, how what what are your thoughts on coaches being fired in the middle of the year, Brent? I, I was reading something. I think it was in the Athletic of you know the the suggestion that it really hurts your program more than you think to fire a coach in the middle of the year, where you're putting all of the brunt on a on a on a promoted yeah. assistant, and the expectation that you're going to be any better is is absolutely mm-hmm. incorrect. Well, uh, I mean, Auburn's the same way, aren't they? Yeah. If you get rid of Harson, there's somebody on that staff to coach that team. Uh, I mean, you, they they think they'd be real the problem. But look, if you know you're going to do it anyway, uh, keep the guy, let him earn his money through it, and fulfill that uh, part of the contract. Uh, instead, you're saying, "Oh boy, uh, well we can't wait to get rid of him." And and if you do. And you got some, and you have no one on staff who could do the job. That's a problem. Oh uh, yeah, it is, and, and that's and I, not to say that Wisconsin is the most shocking out of all these, but I feel like Wisconsin that you know that that, that does things a certain way. They've always had their program uh, the way that they've done it, the way that they've looked offensively. Good, good defense. They're gonna run the ball a lot. Um, it, it seemed it was just weird that Wisconsin would get rid of Paul Chris th- at this juncture of the season. And, you know, things weren't necessarily going in the direction that they would have hoped, of course. They have had a couple of bad losses. But it seems weird that Wisconsin would get rid of a coach so early. But getting to some of the other programs as well, 
uh, out of all the SEC candidates who could be available, Todd Munkin, uh, Bill O'Brien, some of the other assistants throughout college football in the SEC, which ones do you think are the hottest names for some of these jobs, at least from the SEC side of things? Well, I don't think he's going to do it, but you you hear and see uh, Dion uh, being yeah. mentioned. I mean, we, we we've already mentioned Leopold, uh, who who could be involved in that. But again, we got to remember who fits the best. Uh, but that that's a thing that we need to be aware of uh, if if that happens. So, I mean, right now Auburn would be your. Um, you're the front runner and get rid of anybody, uh, but they. Um, I mean, what Oberyn needs to do is to get a Bill Clark or Mark Stoops or someone like that. I don't think they'll do that. That makes too much sense. But they, uh, but just someone who is a good, solid football coach. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to look at there again. Uh... College basketball is also right around the corner, Brenna, if you can believe it or not. I mean, we are we are we're we're a month away. So it's maybe a little bit too early to get into it, but Kentucky, their schedule came out today. Coach Calipari, of course, uh had to make it known that, you know, there may be some surprises. You're gonna think I'm crazy, mm-hmm. but uh they mm-hmm. do play Gonzaga at Gonzaga. I know that originally they were trying to make it a neutral site game, or at least Kentucky was. Now based on what I saw in the schedule, it looks like it's going to really be in Spokane. Which I think is really good for college basketball and for you know Kentucky to get an early test against a Gonzaga team that's likely to be uh, number one in the poll. If not, they're they're definitely going to be top five. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can bet that at um, uh, some point. But 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 I, I think that's what's been refreshing about this year. Frankly, is seeing some of these teams uh, who've been out of eyesight basically in the limelight for quite a while uh, to to rev back up uh, and and be able to play well again. So, uh, uh, but look, I mean, for Duke, Kansas, uh, I mean, Tulane, uh, for that matter. Um, so that, that it's fun to see. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. And we're going to dive more into this as college basketball season approaches but brent appreciate the time as always you have a good rest of your week uh we'll talk to you again here soon good take care thank you so much again brent beard of first coast news and also co-host of the sec and helping podcast more sports drive after the break right here on espn pensacola